And this is Closet Talks, Talks, the podcast where we sit on the floor of the closet and we talk about whatever the hell we want to because it's our podcast and not yours. We have a new closet. We have a new closet. Oh we moved in. I, feel, I sound fuzzy. Do I sound fuzzy to you? Are you buzzed? No, like, I don't know. I felt like I sound <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, you look beautiful. Thanks. You, you sound beautiful. I try. You have the voice for ra- a face for radio. You want to try that one more time? You have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even read. All right. Uh, so uh, we're in a new closet. Yeah, we're in a new place. We are. In the center of the universe. Times are shitty. But it, oh. No, let's not no. go there. Okay, so yeah, we moved Ooh. on Saturday. Yeah. It was awful. It was like 13 hours. But um, I had a butch moment. You did. I drove that 26-foot uh, diesel box truck. Yeah, you did. And it's I turned that hot. thing like a bee. I only ran over one curb. <laughs> but you weren't in there, so it didn't count. It didn't count. It didn't count. Um, mm-hmm. I went out of commission for three hours. <laughs> yeah, you did. Where are you? So I'm dying. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm really, really not feeling well. I was like, I'm hot. I'm really like overly sweaty. And like, I can't seem to catch my breath. Like, I just felt kind of dizzy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me go inside. So I went inside and I like sat down and everything started kind of going dark. And I was like, oh, I'm about to faint. Well, what did you have for breakfast? I didn't have breakfast. Oh, no, you did. <laughs> what was it? A cold brew from Starbucks. And a beer. And a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, my God. Uh, that was not a wise choice. And uh, yeah, so I ended up like on the floor and I was like, I can't stop sweating. I didn't stop sweating for three hours. Ew. And I got sick. I threw up a few times. It was gross. Yeah. And I just was like, I don't know what the hell is going on. But I was like, I'm probably going to go to the ER. So we need food, and you should drink water. Yeah, well, I have a, a lot of water. It just well, couldn't you feel keep thirsty. It down. It's because you're already dehydrated. Right, but I couldn't keep it Which down. Makes sense. So. And then um, we had a, our friend Chelsea who helped me out a lot because she got me. God like, bless Chelsea. Um, she was here for the entire yeah, the day, whole time. day. So she did. Um, she brought me like cold towels. And she like threw them on me. A and cold compress. Yes. Mm-hmm. But last, here we are. Here we am. Like ninety nine point five percent of the way finished. Yeah, I'd so say just wrapping up there. Yeah. So what's in the boot? What is it? You know, you ask me this every time, and my and my response is always, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I made it. I pray that it's from heaven and didn't descend up from the bowels of hell. Okay. Well, we're about to find out. Um, Should I try it and then try and guess? Well, it was. It came from limbo, little little heaven, little hell. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 come back here. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Cheers, cheers. So, um, Ooh, yeah, it is um, cucumber lime vodka. Oh yeah, that was that was a good vodka. with some um, coconut. Uh, Buy. Do you remember? You know the the company Buy B A I. Um, what's his, oh, Elton John's sexuality in the 70s? Bye. Bye. Um, sometimes <laughs> you have to grab a bottle and say, boy, bye. And, uh, I put a little bit of lime flavored Perrier. Oh. A little sparkling water. Oh, okay. We bamboo. Oh, in a Yeti. Yeah, put it in a Yeti. And put it in your boot. Oh, in the boot. And even and tied her in. Yeah. I tied her in so it didn't, you know, get crazy. So mm. I'm looking around this closet. And you have like an <laughs> attic port up here. Yeah. But what the hell is this thing behind me? I don't know. It, okay, so we decided. It's a tiny door. Uh, okay, so I pushed and I pulled on it and nothing happened. 
unless you need to like tap Fuck it em. with a wand. But if the bitch from the grudge crawls out of that shit and just <laughs> you can't hear anything. You couldn't hear me when I woke up, but you uh, you will. I will make it happen. It's gonna be the fucking poltergeist coming out of there. Well, they're here. Guess what? They won't get me because I'll be pushing your ass down. <laughs> Sorry about that it. That is kind of scary though. Like, does it? If you're here to well, no one answered, me clap so. your hands. <laughs> <laughs> There's this video that I showed Dylan, and it's this guy alone in his house, and he keeps hearing noises. So he goes downstairs, and the front door was like wide open. He's like, oh, "Okay, I don't like this." And so he goes, "If you're here to kill me, clap your hands." And from and upstairs, you hear, you hear, and he hauls ass out the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Anyway, so what did we talk about last time? We talked about going to the gay bar for the first mm-hmm. time. And we talked about um, grudges and how like holding grudges makes you fat. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about uh, Pulse, which mm-hmm. happened last week, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I almost went that night, actually. That's Someone invited terrifying. me and I was like, well, that's absolutely terrifying. It really is. And I, was like, uh, I remember waking up that morning. And because I, I was scheduled to leave for Singapore in like three weeks. So I woke up and there were like legitimately like 48 missed calls and like a hundred and something text messages. And I was like, what the everyone, hell? Everyone got a hold of your gay. Right. And then because I, mean, I didn't look at any of them and I didn't answer any of them because no, I, I had no idea what was going on. Well, I didn't I didn't even go there. I was just like, OK, I need to like hop on Facebook and find out what the hell it is, it because was, obviously it's something big. Yeah. And then I started seeing it and it was just absolutely horrifying yeah absolutely horrifying and um yeah segueing out of that we'll talk about grudges uh that's what we talked about last week and how it's just not healthy it's not healthy for your mental health to no to be holding grudges and uh i you know andrew gillum mm-hmm. who's our uh he was going to be our mayor but he got you know Sideswiped by the competition, but uh, he was he, no governor, governor, governor. That's what he was, not mayor. leader in yeah. office. Yeah, he was good, good governor. Go. But mm-hmm. he tweeted today about you know Trump being here in Orlando and Girl, he's starting his I campaign rally in a city that fucking hates him. And Girl, yeah, exactly. But people were saying how they wanted to like egg his car as he drove by and just all these things. Well, and mature. Exactly. But what he tweeted was. My grandma once told me, don't pl- uh, don't fight with pigs. You both get dirty, but the pig likes it. I was mm. like, ooh, I like that. Well, okay, come on. Come on up, Baka. You know what's up. Right? They always know. They're smarter than we are. Always. They can drink you into the table. <laughs> um, so let's talk about something gayer. Oh, my God. I love the word gay. Let's it talk means about so gay. many things. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about this week's highlight of queer history, which is kind of a recent thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Queer Eye. Oh. I love the new Queer Eye. I love it. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Um, Karamo Brown. Mm. Girl. He a beautiful man and his makes voice. me feel things in my no-no square oh my that God. I should not. Thank you. Your no-no <laughs> square. Um, oh my God. He's so gorgeous. I mean, all of them are beautiful men. Oh my um, God. But that show gives me some feels, man. Do you remember it um, when it was queer for the straight guy? Yeah. With Carson Cressley and mm-hmm. Jay Rodriguez. Carson, Jay, Tom. Oh. I don't remember. Don't ask. I won't tell. Um... Yeah, I, I watched it with my mom. She was always like, "Let's watch it," and I was like, "I never this watched before." It with mom, I told you that I was okay. We watched Will and Grace together. Oh which yeah, which is I think when my mom was like, "Obviously, my son's a big old homo," and she didn't come right out and say it, but uh, I think she knew. Yep, yeah. moms know, and if I they mean, don't, well, they yeah, they, they say do. they didn't. They lied to you exactly. So, um, but Queer Eye, it got, uh, it came out with the first season and took over the world yeah it did and then right after season two came out and now there is season three yep and now i hear that they have been renewed for two more seasons i would imagine so i can only imagine the the you know the ratings on that are yeah and they're amazing yeah and they're all doing such great things in their careers yeah um 
Karamo's writing books and doing Modeling book tours. Gigs and oh my god, it's just so gorgeous. It's oh. so gorgeous. God, he, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you need a drink. You sound thirsty. Uh, right. So this week we're gonna talk about anxiety. Oh boy, the word gives it to me. Depression. Yeah. Mental health issues. Ooh. And how it's okay. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to be not okay. Absolutely. Yeah. That's like that's a that's something that has always stuck with me. It's okay to not be okay. I mean, society tells you society tells you that you have to be at all times and everything has to be great. Why? Well, why? I mean, think about like therapy. Mm-hmm. Your brain is an organ in your body. Yeah. Things happen to organs in our bodies and they break down and we need doctors oh. to help fix them. So why should your brain be any different? Yep. You're right. It's just a different kind of way to help it. And sometimes not even, you know, just uh, therapy is just like a, a psychological thing. But like sometimes your brain needs actual help, chemical yeah. help. That's true. And that's when you go to drugs. And uh, n- no, thank you. <laughs> well, one of my favorite videos on the Internet is if you just if you go on YouTube and you just search drugs owl owl uh-huh. it will come up and it's so funny there's a vine i only found out about yeah couple, couple months ago yeah it's mm-hmm. it's hysterical this it's this owl who looks all crazy it's like a real owl too and he just like looks <laughs> up and he goes drugs and the lady's like she's like oh uh, n- no that's okay drugs uh, this is awkward. No, no, thank you. Drugs. Uh, who who invited? Who, who? <laughs> and it's just so stupid, but I love it. And treat um, yourself. It's a good time. And um, time. if you look, there is a twelve-hour loop of it. <laughs> if you need, um, so uh, treat yourself because mm-hmm. it gets funnier the more you watch it. However, probably it by like minute four, you're like, I'd be over it. It's seven seconds long. It was a vine. So. I need to have it turned into a text message. <laughs> like every time my text message goes, drugs. Great. Just what I need to be somewhere, somewhere super quiet whenever in my phone to go, drugs, drugs. Oh, oh no, thank you. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's okay to be on, you know, your mental health drugs. It's yeah. important to be on mental health drugs. Yeah. I take, um, Oh, I forget the name of it every time. <laughs> then it's working. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Uh, no, it's called uh, Wellbutrin. Hmm. Yeah, I take Wellbutrin. Yeah. Uh, Bupropion. 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 Mm-hmm. That's the one. But that's yeah. not. Is that the one? Yeah, that's the one. Also helps you sleep. Because, see, that's, I, it's, very, it's very, very strange. Because I mean, my, my doctor gave it to me to take in the morning because it does not make me sleep. It, it actually gives me, like, an energy boost. I mean... Your body knows what needs to be happening. Yeah. And so it will, you know, you know, take what's being given to it in the way it needs to. Like if I'm laying in bed, I mean, (laughs) hopefully I'm not feeling anxious because then I can get a twofer there, you know, (laughs) knock out one and (laughs) fall asleep at the same time. But you just kind of makes your mind a little less restless. Yeah. And I mean, that affects both your sleep and, you know, your feelings of anxiety. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Handling anxiety, that is something that I've had to kind of find out on my own, like what works best for me. Yep. And it's it's funny because what works for me when I'm feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. and anxious is to, you know, how everybody's like, just stop what you're doing and take a deep breath and remind yourself that you're grounded. I'm like, I can't do that that's not what i want what i want i want to lay in my bed and i want to put on friends and laugh i don't care how (gasps) many times i've watched friends it's still funny every single time and there was a study wasn't it there was a study the study was it just i think it consensus i don't know but it said that it lowers anxiety i mean i think it's true i think it not just with friends but Uh like with any sort of like movie or show that you're you know you know inside Mm -hmm. and out and you're just like, I could quote this entire thing on my own. Uh, ugly naked guy is so cooking again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is he trying to fry things? Ooh. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. Ugly naked guy is passed out. And they poke him they with poke the broom. Him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they build a long poking device. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, it, it, all the iconic moments, it's just 
it, I can quote it like it's the back of my hand. But <sighs> I, it's so funny. Shamefully, every single time we moved a piece of furniture, <laughs> this this bitch would yell, "Pivot, pivot!" pivot. I'm like, no, 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 no. There is an allocated one time per hour, and you've exceeded it. However, when we were moving an actual couch, we actually had to. I was like, okay, this is the time, and I would obnoxiously yell it because I'm a hypocrite. Pivot. And hypocrisy is a beautiful color on me. Is it? It's an ugly color on you. Mm. So, because I'm always Mm. right. So, Uh, uh. (laughs) sure, Jan. yeah, I mean, just any anything that you're really familiar with. Um, mine mm-hmm. is uh, Friends. It, uh, sometimes it's Beetlejuice. Sometimes it's The Addams Family. Um, the Wizard of Oz. Sometimes, mm-hmm. if I'm feeling emotional, it's The Wizard of Oz. Mine is, I mean... I cry every time. Oh. Girl. I know, people don't, it's you okay know, usually okay. think of that movie as an emotional movie, but for me it is. Yeah. Um, I, I interpreted say. that story differently i think than other people because when you know i don't know when you watch it do you just kind of see the fantasy and the she had this dream and she's in this place like how do you interpret initially absolutely i mean because you know the first time i watched it i was a child younger yeah Yeah. but then you know and this this goes for a lot of like things a lot of films which i don't have any great examples right offhand but I, i know that like you know, watching them as a child and then watching them as an adult, mm-hmm. you know, with all, you know, the life experiences they've had in between those times. Right. Um, you just, you, you look into things a lot more and you're like, oh, yeah. should I be? And you're like, but wait. Yeah. This is made by adults. So there's mm-hmm. a good chance, you know, this is, a- there's actually an underlying message in it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the most obvious message that comes across is um, there's no place like home. Oh, click, click, click. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think I interpreted that as I got older, I would watch it and really deconstruct it. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that sticks out to me in that movie is um, when she and the gang get to the Emerald City. On and a short day. <laughs> All right. Before they get to the Emerald City mm-hmm. in the poppy field mm. and the Wicked Witch puts the spell on the poppies and she has and a little cheeky has with the inside to, of her eyelids yeah. yeah and she lays down in the poppy field and i've heard this analogy before and i think that might have been the thing that planted the seed of me to like deconstruct this the way i did but it was like i feel when you're in that anxious and depressed mindset mm-hmm. if you're somebody who has depression that's kind of what it feels like. It feels like it's out of your control and it's like you've stepped into the poppy field and you're getting sluggish and you're kind of falling down and all you want to do is lay down and you don't want to come out of that. Okay. And then sometimes I'm getting real deep. When you, it's a deep subject. It is. When you, for the, in the poppy field, she, she lays down and she can't get up. And she needs help. And sometimes her friends are there to help. And her friends are trying to get her to stand up and trying to get her to wake up. And then they end up falling asleep. Mm -hmm. And now they're stuck in the poppy field. And don't take it appropriate. That's not going to help either. (laughs) (laughs) It's just my analogy for that would be. I, I have you ever felt. Because I've I've had depression off and on throughout my adulthood and childhood, but like, do you ever feel like sometimes you're trying your hardest to get out of it on your own, but then like when your friends step in, you feel it may not be from them, but you mm-hmm. feel like you are dragging them down with you. That's why I think a lot of people, including myself, are not open about things like this because I feel like my problems belong to me and they should not be right. quote unquote burdening burden burdening yeah um anyone else like like wh- I don't know like I know that people have their own life troubles so why would I need to you know infringe upon their lives with mine but I mean I infringe upon your life with my problems all the I mean, time likewise mm-hmm. but that's that's the thing um when you're in that situation and you're in your poppy field in your mind, mm-hmm. 
It's extremely hard to get yourself out of it. Yep. And I have the utmost respect for people who can do it because it's hard. It is so hard to get your own thoughts together to get yourself out of it. And, um, it's just, um, yeah, I just, I, I feel like sometimes I have to remind myself not to lean on people too hard because I feel like I'm yeah. going to burden them. Like you said, some and people are there for that. Exactly. And I think that those people are your scarecrows. Mm-hmm. Your okay. Your yeah, scarecrow yeah. to your Dorothy because, oh, um, he was there from the beginning and they all he, were. They were. Mm. They all were. When it took me many years of watching that before <laughs> I realized I went, wait, wait a second. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the scarecrow was, he was there from the beginning. He was the very first one she met mm-hmm. and he was extremely loyal. And, um, about it, I mean, just the way that it always kills me whenever she's like, I don't think I'm going to miss you the most of all scarecrow. <laughs> I know. Um, to make a, a small tangent, when I was teaching at Paul Mitchell mm-hmm. in Tampa, um, my teaching partner was Julie, mm-hmm. and I know that Julie before. Yes. lovely, lovely human. Uh, Julie lives uh, lives in Tampa, and she listens to us. And hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi. And um, I remember my last day of school uh, of, of school when I was teaching. Um, I had to kind of like give a speech on what this whole journey meant to oh me. God. And I related it right to the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I said that, you know, it's it's been a journey and it's not always a pleasant one. Uh-uh. And <laughs> you you meet people along the way that make the journey harder. You meet people along the way that make it easier. And the one person who was there for me since the very beginning was Julie. And she meant the world to me and she kept me Julie. We kept each other sane, and I mm-hmm. told her that she was my scarecrow, and I said, I think I'll miss you most of all, scarecrow. Oh, God. And she cried, and I cried, and we all both ugly cried. It was it was, it was, was not pretty. Oh. But it's the truth. It's okay to cry. It's the truth. Sometimes you need to have those scarecrows in your life, mm-hmm. people who can pull you out of the poppy field. Or be right there with you, shed a tear. Yeah. It's okay to cry. Yeah. Don't let your fear of toxic masculinity as a male mm. infringe upon that. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yep. I mean, if I need a good cry, I also go and I watch those videos of um, soldiers surprising their families. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's a different kind of getting it. And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> or like happy animal videos. The internet's a good and bad place. Yeah. <laughs> um, anxiety attacks. Hmm. Do you get them? Um, do you get them as bad as I do? Me? Not that I feel like I've been aware of. Mm-hmm. I've only, well, not that I can really recall. I can feel when it's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And I've, uh, for the longest time, I told myself I didn't need any help with it. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I can take care of myself. And then it just, it just got to be a little much. So I was like, okay, okay. Like control a good portion of it. But, you know. Yeah. Now to the point of where it's like. Anxiety like attacks feel, hello. Anxiety attacks feel like you're dying. Like you feel like without a doubt that you are about to die because you can't breathe. You can't catch your breath. Your chest is so tight that you can't get a deep breath. You're crying hysterically usually. And your mind is just racing all over the place. And half your mind is like racing into like, this is what's going to happen next. And then I'm going to have this happen and this is, and just keep snowballing. And the other half is going, you're about to die. And there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, the Except worst thing not to die. That the worst thing ideal. you can say to somebody who's going through a panic attack is to say, "Just calm down, mm-hmm. bitch." We tryin'. You think if it was that easy, we <sighs> would be in the place that we are currently? It's the same with Shut anxiety when up. people are like, "Well, it'll be fine. Just, just relax." Oh my God, you cured me. Thank. I wish God. it was that fucking. Where easy. have you been my entire life? Right. Not next to me, telling me to calm down. Right. It'll be fine. You but know that's what it feels like. I mean, I I woke up one time. My my boyfriend and I were sleeping, and I woke him up because I was screaming, like he thought somebody was in the house. I was like screaming and crying, and I just don't know what set it off, but it was a, a bad dream, I guess. But the world, it was life, scary. Yeah, all your thoughts and 
fears manifest inside of your dreams, man. It's a crazy place. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about, uh, well, we talked about anxiety. We talked about depression. Uh, I want to talk about how you need, like we all need to break the stigma on taking preventative medications. I, I was against we, it for we a touched while. Out, we touched about it earlier, but yeah, you were against it for a I while. Was because Until I, recently. Yeah, I was telling myself, because <laughs> surprising to no one, I also have ADHD. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, um, which is great because sometimes I hyperfocus, but a lot of times, you know, ooh, shiny. Mm-hmm. And God, I hate when people say, ooh, look at shiny. I'm like, you know what? Fuck off, man. It's it's actually, <laughs> it's a, actually a huge problem. Yeah. Like going through school, you know, as a child, it was obviously a lot worse because I wasn't as aware of what it was. I just knew that. I didn't like sitting still and, you know, <laughs> oh my God, there's something outside. Why are there windows here? Like, oh my God, I can smell like a million things. Your brain is yeah. just focusing on the million things at once instead of what it really needs to be doing. Right. And I, t- and I took this and I took that all the way, you know, f- through my, through my childhood and, you know, eventually my body would be like, nope, nope, this isn't working. And I would just grow immune to it. So I just, I went through a lot of stuff. And when I got older, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be dependent on this for my entire life. I don't want yeah. this to be something that I rely on. I want to be able to rely on myself. Right. And it worked for a while. Um, but a majority of my job is an office job. <laughs> and you have to focus on it. Yeah. And I was like, this is a problem. So, I mean, it was that. And, you know, an- anxiety, which I never really wanted to, like, admit. I was like, no, 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 I got this. I'm, I'm cool. I just, I just have little little moments where I just freak out a little bit. No. No, that's I. I know what it feels like, and I I know when it's happening, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, and you know I have this <laughs> wonderful psychologist. Um, the other one not so much, but you know we won't keep keep out her. Um, the other one was great. Like sh- she, you know, was like, what's going on? And she was like, I think this is gonna work for you, and it did. And I was like, oh, okay. And do I take it all the time? No, <laughs> I do not. And should I? Yeah, that's what she tells me to do, but. I f- there's a time and a place where I need to focus, and there's times and a place where I just need to let my mind be free for a while, and that's okay. To but be do both. you think? Do you think that the medication that she's given you is something that needs to build in your system for it to work properly? I can feel it when it works, and I know. I know when it needs to happen and when it's not necessary. So. Right. So. Yes and no, because for years it did. And then I just, like I said, my body grew immune to it because it was like, oh, this is what it's doing. We don't like this. Let's, let's, let's not. So like I went through so many things and I was like, oh, so yeah. Short answer. Yes. What are your triggers as far as anxiety? What triggers your anxiety? Um, my overactive mind and realizing the things in my life <laughs> that I wish were happening, the things, uh, short answer is an overactive mind. Okay. Just overthinking things. Okay. Um, deadlines that I've created for myself, which are not being met. That's a huge one. Yeah. If you break that, man. I'm not, I didn't break it. Well, it's not called an accident because you knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You're like a Rolodex over there. <laughs> Every time that anything happens, you have a Rolodex of comebacks. Well, They're the same ones every time. Well, I'm witty. Are you? I mean, I'm telling you I am, so I must <laughs> not be. So, um, uh, That's another one that you always say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start a if ticker. You have, if, you, if you have to tell someone you are something, it's because you're not. not. Oh, my God. I'm like really funny. Mm. Because you're not. That's the thing. Room. When people are funny, it's usually because they don't know they're funny. I don't have to tell you. But I laugh at myself all the time because I think I'm hilarious. I don't need to tell you I'm funny. I just need to know that I think I'm hilarious. I don't tell you that you're ugly. I don't have to tell you because you know you're ugly. Oh, you mother. That's from Paris is Burning. Kuchka. That's from Paris is Burning. Uh, Dorian Corey was explaining what shade is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because she was talking about shade and reading. And she said, reading Re- came first. And reading is the art form of insult. She said, but reading came from people who... Here's your queer history lesson. Uh she said reading came first because it was a vicious slur fight when it's between two different things. When it's a straight person calling a gay person a faggot or 
the straight person calling you all these different things, then it's just a vicious slur fight. But when you're both the same thing, she said, you can't say, well, you're a black queen and I'm a black queen. We can't call each other black queens. That's not a read. That's just a fact. She (laughs) said, so you have to get specific and say your techie clothes and your saggy face and but and she just she goes to the fine point of things and you find a flaw and you exaggerate it and everybody laughs and key keys and yes that's how she said that started and she said shade is i don't tell you that you're ugly but i don't have to tell you because you know you're ugly and that's shade (laughs) it's an insinuation statement that's my favorite (laughs) that's my favorite yeah Reading the fundamental act passed on from queen to queen. Queen to queen. The act of putting someone's flaws on blast and bringing them down a notch. (laughs) So Dorian Corey is actually my favorite queen from Paris is Burning, aside from um, Pepper LaBeja. Oh, yes. But Dorian Corey has a very wicked past. Mm. So she was very popular in New York City in the 80s and 90s. Uh, drag queen, ball queen. She did all of these things. She snatched a bunch of trophies, and um, they snatched them trophies. Yeah, them trophies. She did all of that, and then um, unfortunately, she passed away. And when they went into her apartment to you know clean out her estate, they found the mummified body of a young man in her closet. Wait. Hmm. I need to rewatch this thing because I do not remember that. That did not happen in Paris is Burning. Okay, okay. Because Paris is Burning was shot and released while she was still at the top of her game. Oh, wait, This is years later when she passed away. Oh, my God. Years later when she passed away, the police went in and they found the mummified body of this young man. How do you... So it had a gunshot wound to the head. And they found the gun and it had Dorian Corey's fingerprints on it. So she shot him. But the way that the police put everything together, the guy in question, when they found out who it was, <clears throat> was wanted for a bunch of like rapes and burglaries and stuff like that. And so they think it was a burglary gone wrong and she was self-defending. But because she was trans, they were going to lock her up for murder. So she just hid the body in the closet. Maybe that's what's in that thing. You know, <laughs> listen here, bitch. Maybe that's what's in your closet. First of all, no. <clears throat> Second of all, uh, third of all, God, I hope not. <laughs> I will, I will knock on your door ever so loudly. <laughs> There's a mummified body in my closet. Okay. So, <laughs> listen, this is an older house. It is an older house, and I do not have time for that. I'm too busy. I'm trying to unpack here. Anyways, so what about you? What are your, what are your triggers? Hmm. Uh, there is only one trigger for me. Oh. Money. Ah. You when know, yeah. When it's not coming in as fast as it's going out, and, oh, I need, this came up, and now I have to pay for this, and just this, and this, and this, and it, when it stacks up. Absolutely. Just, just, what, like a week and a half ago, last week, I went to the grocery store, and it was, you know, just a regular day, payday of all days. And uh, I got my groceries and I was, I had already like been in the mindset all day of like, oh my God, I have to pay for this and I have to pay for that and I have to pay for this. And Why is it not that. free? Right. Because we're moving and moving is expensive for the first couple of months. Yeah, it is. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is awful. So I'm like thinking about it when I'm in the store and you know, whatever. And I like ring up Everything a, a you whopping. Pick up, like, Do I need this? Should right. I, I had a whopping total of $17 worth of groceries because it was just like a, a couple of days worth of stuff. And I swiped my card. $17. Teach me your ways. <laughs> I swiped my card. Declined. I swiped my card again. Declined. Swipe my card a third time. Declined. And I was like. <sighs> and the thing is, I know that the money is in there. I just got paid that day of all things. Like I know it's, I, I have plenty yep. of money in that account. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, uh, do you want to try it one more time? And the people behind me are looking at me like, oh, he's poor. And it's like the worst of the worst. Like my anxiety has, has now shot through the roof and I'm like trembling and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed because all these people around me think that I'm a fucking poor bitch and I can't afford my chicken tenders and my soda. Like <laughs> what am I getting? What the fuck? And I swipe it the fourth time and it goes through. There was nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with the card. 
Did you leave with your your food? Because I, I would have just been like, bye. No, I like grabbed it and I left and I got to the car and on the way to the car, I like opened my app for my bank and the money's all there. Everything is in order. Because, you know, the first thing that went through my head was, oh my God, I got robbed. Because that happened to me before. I swiped my card and it was declined. I was like, I'm sorry, what? And uh, I was missing $1,000 because somebody had uh-huh. completely wiped me out. And um, check the pump before you swipe. Oh you got my God. Yeah. yeah. And I got to the car after going <clears throat> after the grocery store and I got to the car and I completely broke down and I cried in the middle of the parking lot because I was like today was going already like so anxiously and now like the universe wants to fuck with me and s- decline my card three times before it goes through just to say meh, meh. I was angry <clears throat> so yeah for me the answer is money absolutely I I can absolutely relate to that when I was in I so <laughs> if you ask our roommate TJ he will tell you that I have a lot of things that's and an understatement okay so remember those times where you needed a nail or you needed a screw or a, an anchor or a hey, ring you're sizer you're gonna give me a screw <laughs> god damn you walked into that or you needed a ring sizer or no I know stud- I always ask you for kay. everything first because I know that you fucking the- have it <laughs> but it doesn't make it any easier when you have to move the fucking so thing so in relation to what we were talking about um when I was in college I literally was down there I lived in my own apartment my one bedroom with my guinea pig and she ate better than I did the lucky bitch rest in peace um and I I worked enough to pay for my rent and have enough mm-hmm. gas to go to, to class. And I was scraping the barrel. Every single thing that I did, like I was on food stamps, which let me tell you, if <coughs> if you qualify for those, utilize that opportunity. Is it That's what they're there for. Exactly. Is it a little bit of a stab at your pride? Absolutely it is. I love being... Um, this <laughs> is the perfectly timed Snapchat that I just got from my friend Zach. Is what you had to talk about? No. <laughs> but we just said the, the screw joke. And he sent you a screw. And he sent me a snap of him with a power drill and says, need a good screw? Oh, God. Oh, you mean am I getting another? Down boy. Continue. So I, I've i literally been at rock bottom. Like, I didn't know if I was going to have enough gas in my car to go to school to get a degree for... <laughs> yeah. The degree that I'm currently not using, but... I digress. So I think the reason that I surround myself with material things because I feel like it gives me self worth. I think I get it. seeing the things that I have around me, the things that I've earned, the things that I have worked, you know, so hard for to yeah. have, I think gives me peace of mind when everything else doesn't feel like it's going right. Yeah. You know, like I look at my TV, which is probably too big for everything. Um I mean, yeah. But I earned that, and yeah, I did. take great pride in the fact that uh, you know I, you know, gave time and oh my god, a lot of time actually, and I I did this for myself. Like yeah. I don't have to rely on other people, which I have had to do in the past, and you know it does take a a, a bit of a swab at your a swab, a swipe, a slap. I don't know. It takes a bit of your pride, sure. man. So yeah, <coughs> so that yes, money. Money at the core of almost a lot of things is is it. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Money can't buy happiness, but it can ease your anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I completely wholeheartedly disagree with that statement of money can't buy happiness. Bitch, yes, it can if you <laughs> use it the right way. Money happiness for me doesn't just mean material things for myself. Happiness also means taking care of other people, donating it. It's my love language. Yeah. Gift giving. Yeah. Don't give me a gift though. Like, oof. Yeah. but I will. I, that's what I like to do. I like to provide. I like to give things. I give you nice gifts all the time. People. You give me. You gave me this cup full of booze, and that was both um, a gift. And I bring you stuff all the time. You know. Usually it's food. You brought me. You brought me the. Well, I paid for that. No, <laughs> not today. That was good though. Um, anyway, making me pick up your Chinese food on the way. You home. made yourself a two cent tip, so. <laughs> I rounded up. Yes, you did. Thank you. So any- <laughs> Anyways. So um, money can buy happiness. But especially we if can sure try. Yeah. And I think it. people who say money can buy happiness are coming from a place. Right? And this is a generic blanket statement that probably is not fair to say. But 
a lot of the people who are saying this have never had to struggle with money. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like you, you don't know what it what it feels like to feel financially secure in things, and even mm-hmm. making you know working as much as I do, like I still be like, oh, like why didn't I stay a little longer? Like right. I could have done this and blah blah blah. But you know, at, and then again, my mental health is also more important than than the money that I'm making. As it should, yeah. Well, to a point, you know, so. Yeah. Because I don't need to wreck my mental health with the amount of money I don't have. <laughs> well, um, funny thing that you should mention, mental health. Um, we're going to talk about mental health days. Um, I'm also Snapchatting what we're talking about. Say hi to everybody on Snapchat. Hi, everybody. Oh, my God. You could. <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> your titties are out. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Um, this well, is this has like a house. weird thing, but yeah, mental health days. Let's talk about mental health days. Okay, um, I haven't taken one in a minute. Oh, that's a lie. I take a good bout of them twice a year, and in a giant yes. lump sum of them, and that's what works for me because I know that I set myself a goal that I'm going to work and I'm going to give a lot of my time <laughs> and a lot of my energy and sleep um, to putting forth the effort of providing for myself so that uh, at that later date in right. um, usually June and no November where I do not work the entire month of November. I just, I take for myself because I realize early on that if you just work and work and work and work and you're like, Oh, well I could be, d-. no, you need to live yeah. because at the end of your life, you, the one regret you shouldn't have is did I live my life to the best that it could be? Right. And hopefully the answer to that is always yes. You know, uh, we would hope so. Oh, I would hope so as well, <laughs> yes. But you'll be right there playing me all the stupid Snapchat stories you've ever <laughs> saved of me <laughs> or taken of me. Yeah, I, I have plenty. Oh, my God. we have. You could never, ever leave me, just so you yeah. know. I would wreck you with all of the snaps. and. I know, same. Pictures you sent me. <laughs> Non-sexual life partner. Non-sexual life partner. That's oh, what we are. Make me pasta. I did make you pasta. I need more pasta. The same pasta I made same a couple pasta. nights ago? That was real good. Yeah, it was real good. Artichoke pasta. Artichoke. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mental health days are extremely necessary. I take them every now and then. I Like I said, last year was kind of a, a rough transitional year for me. So I didn't take a vacation, but I took my vacation days sporadically through the year as mental health days. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, you know what? I do not feel like going to work today. I don't. I can't be in that atmosphere. I can't be around those certain people. I'm calling sick. And that's okay. Yeah, and like don't go to a party and then well no that's, that's that's and that's the last thing I want to do on a mental health day. somebody right but that's the last thing I want to do on a mental health day is be around people so usually my mental health days are spent in bed watching movies or um, retail therapy going to the mall like we're not just looking at things go go to the thrift store you can have right. retail therapy for a lot less <laughs> that's true that's true I did not read um, thrift these boots though but treat yourself. That's another. Wow. That's another thing. Mental oh, health. Treat okay. yourself. Treat yourself. Twenty nineteen. Treat yourself. But like, 20. not just material objects, but like, <laughs> but like not just material objects. Mm-hmm. Go, go get a massage. Go get a facial. Go, sit in a room of hot box while people throw rocks at you and stick you in the eyelids with needles. I don't know what they do there, but I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I, what I, I in don't God's know. green earth are you talking? But you know, like people have like weird things that they have done to oh, them. Oh, you know, okay. Oh, I'm gonna have the extract of donkey testicle put on my face. Okay, to listen, to Christine Baranski. <laughs> I'm picking up what you put down. Yeah, you, you're you're stepping in what I'm. You're smelling what I'm stepping in. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get it. Yeah. So, um, Nietzsche. That is my that is my mental health break. Yes, I did it. I drank from a mountain, and you know what? I was free, and hydrated. It was <laughs> so crisp. Um, yeah. Find out what your mental health break is. Do that. Yeah, do that. Tell yourself that it's okay. Don't think about money, the work you're not doing, you know, the, the time that you're losing. No, put that aside as easy as it is to do. I lie. Um, and just, <laughs> you need to worry about yourself before anything else. Worry about yourself. You drive. Worry about yourself. Because yeah. you know who else is going to do that? To the best of their ability, you, and only you, you know? Yeah. I don't know exactly the things that you need. I'm going to try. I don't know your life. I know that you need me to come in every now and then and scare you. No. <laughs> try it one more time and you're going to get slapped in the face, not the <laughs> arm. I'm just saying. 
It's not funny. It is a little bit. It's not. When you're going to get slapped across the face next time, I swear it. I'm into it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, next subject. Uh, the Tony Awards. Oh, my goodness. The Tony Awards. We oh, watched James Gordon. He was good. He was really good. He held He held, He held. held the audience. He did. He was I did very funny. I changed the channel. Billy Porter was great. We didn't get to see what Billy Porter did because he I did it on a commercial break. Okay. I, that pink was very, very intense. It was. Uh, but the did you know what it was nice. made for or made from? Donkey Desk. No. Uh, his outfit was made from the curtains from the set of Kinky Boots. Rock on. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I wanted to talk uh, a little bit about the Tonys. Obviously, Beetlejuice was, was actually super catchy. Oh my god! You're listening to that on and off, and it's yeah, it's fun. It's so much fun. It's offensive. I love it. And that's what yeah. we're here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Andre De Shields. Oh, from Hades Town. He has a voice, I like know. even but just his speaking like voice is just gravitas. Gravitas. Do I go on. I love that word. Gravitas. I am in love with that word. Can you define that word for our, our friends who don't it's know? It's got, it's when your voice, well, not just your voice, it, it, it can be applied to anything, your but presence. when something has a little heft to it and it's weighted and grounded and like it's solid and like you know mm-hmm. where you are and you know that you're like strong and it's just that like embodiment of. Confidence. Mm, okay. And he has gravitas. What's this word? Gravitas. 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 Um. So, he won the award. He did. Um, for best actor, yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice. Yes. I mean, from what is available from that production, it's really great. Uh, now I have to double check. Oh, jeez. Oh my gosh. Under the Shields, Tony. 2019. Where did he win? <laughs> you want to look and I'll tell about Keanu. Uh, but he jokes? was. He wore. He okay. won f- best featured actor in a musical. Not best actor, but best featured actor. Okay. Um, but his speech is something that you and I we both looked at each other. We paused damn. the TV and we were like, "Oh my god, we have to talk about this." And it's like that scene from Friday, they look at each other and they go, "Damn!" <laughs> yeah. Um, his Athlete. his Tony Award uh, speech was. Uh, surround yourself with people whose eyes light up when you enter a room. Slowly is the fastest way to get where you want to be. The top of a mountain is the bottom of another, so just keep climbing. That was amazing. That was that he said that was were his three rules for success. And that wow. man has been in show business for like fifty something years. That's amazing. Least. Yeah. Um. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, so we're coming to the end of this episode. So, what do you have for a weekly kindness challenge? Weekly. Don't ask me what we did last two weeks because it was so long ago. <laughs> I don't remember. Weekly kindness challenge. I remember Ben's was uh, allowing people to like move around you in theme parks because it's a lot of people. Oh my gosh, just in life too. Just sometimes, you know, just stop. Um, Weekly kindness challenge. We already did the smile one. Yep. Yep. We already said open doors for people. Open doors for people. And then scream you're welcome if they don't say thank you. <laughs> That's a solid way to make you feel good you're about welcome. yourself. You're welcome. Um, oh, okay. Um, offer help even when it's not being asked for. Mm. Some people don't yeah. ask for help because they find it uh, we as a weakness. Absolutely. I saw this beautiful photo of this hardcore guy. He um, he was a black guy. He had like your stereotypical kind of like uh, he's at the mall, so he's got like the certain attire that people wear when they're trying to be hip and trendy. And he had uh, tattoos, and he had dreadlocks, and he had body jewelry. You know, just like the definition of edge no i don't um but he like he was like definition of like edge you know yeah versus um somebody who is extremely old and this old man 
was having trouble getting onto the escalator to go down. And the guy just walked right up to him and took him by his arm and helped him down all the way. And it was just like the old man didn't ask for it. He just was like kind of struggling to get on. And just of all people, you know, it's, it's a stereotype. It's breaking the stereotype that this guy is seen as like, Oh, this guy's a ghetto black guy, but he's a human. Yeah. (laughs) And he saw another human in need of help. Mm -hmm. And that's important. I find that extremely important. Mm Mm-hmm. I think at the also the other end of that is receive help, even if you mm, be open to receiving. Be open to receiving help. Yeah, yeah, because you know people see things from a different light than you do. Absolutely. So, uh, a quote to leave you with this week: Your apology should be as loud as your disrespect Ooh, was. One more time for the people in the back. I said, and the girl in the in the closet over here, the grudge girl, louder for her. Uh, I'm sorry. Could you translate? Uh, She said she's listening. Um, Your apology should be as loud as your disrespect was. You can't be out and yelling at somebody and being disrespectful at the top of your lungs and then go, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Doesn't work that way, bitch. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. So don't forget to like and subscribe. Absolutely. Give us some feedback. Also submit topics that you want us to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we love talking about things that we like to talk about, but maybe obviously we like to know what you think. You're all beautiful, creative, and kind human beings. And, you know, what's something that's important in your life that you want to hear other yeah. people talk about? I would love to, you know, Get give some thoughts it. and words. And Lord knows we got plenty of those. <laughs> um, Never ending supply. Yeah. Witty. I'm so witty, right? Yeah. Well, if you have to yeah. tell me, you are. Mm. So you can um, you can submit to our the the IG mm-hmm. if that's your preferred mode of social media or the Facebook or text me or text or him text anybody if you have our yeah. numbers if you don't have our numbers don't ask. <laughs> Ooh, well, um, yeah, there, just yeah. like reach out to us and let us know what you think. Whatever works for you. Yeah, or open suggestions. We are really really smart though. You're like really smart. I see you think you're smart. (laughs) All right, we got to get out of here. All right, we got to get out of here. (laughs) Uh, So I will leave you with that and uh, be kind to each other. Can I try that one again? Be kind to one another. Or at the very least, be cordial. All right. (laughs) Okay, bye. bye.